0: Okay, so Sheila, I met you in Chicago whenever you had the Chicago studio. Yeah, many, many, many moons ago, over ten years ago. Oh, only a few, just a few, just a few. And I, I mean, there's no way you would recognize me. I had blonde hair. I was a, I was actually a completely different person. It was before kids, and I just, you changed my life. I loved it, and S Factor was like. The first, I would say it was like the beginning of my like spiritual awakening, really. And I took S-Factor. I got all the way to, you know, level six. And then I got pregnant and I had my kids and I forgot about it. Not really. You know what I mean? But I just the Chicago studio closed and I just kind of got out of my life and I got busy. And then this coronavirus thing happened and I followed S-Factor on Instagram and I saw that they were offering virtual classes. And I was like, holy cow. So I started doing the virtual classes and I'm back and I was like, I have to get Sheila on my podcast. So thank you.
1: You're so welcome. I'm wow. So you are a tried and true S woman through and through. You are level six high practitioner.
0: I am. So I call you ladies. I was, I had a pole in my apartment for a while and it just, yeah, it was my first, um, let's see, I was probably 20, 23, 24 when I started and I'm 38 now. So it was my first journey into myself really. And I thought, what a better time than to like have you on the podcast and we can talk about everything that this is, I feel like this particular movement is so helpful for women right now, even if they've never taken an S-class before. And so maybe we could kind of start, I don't know how familiar all of my followers and listeners are with us, so I thought we could start kind of there. Like you, So Sheila was an actress, she is an actress, and you were, how did you discover this? You were um, playing a stripper in a movie, correct? Yes. And that's how this came about.
1: Yes. I was, the movie was called Dancing at the Blue and... It was an improvisational film that I actually wrote the first script of. I also produced it. And I was, um, I had to find the most erotic part of myself to play this character. And when I started rehearsing for the film, I realized I had no friggin' idea who I was as an erotic woman. I had no idea, no access to it. My I was awkward in the clothes. I put the shoes on and I felt like a doofus. And I was like, this is not right. Because I had been a body person, a dancer my whole life, a ballerina, jazz, tap, you name it. I did every kind of dance and um, thought this would be easy to do a role where I played a woman who could have access to her erotic. So that was a wake up call. And so I spent the four months of the rehearsal for the film just diving into every strip club I could get into and talking to every single um, entertainer there and learning and learning and learning and unlocking years and years of locked up body shit frozen musculature and i had to break through all kinds of stuff through my body to get my body to move in a fluid supple way in an erotic way and it it blew my mind that that was this hard for me but what was most incredible was what happened to my life after I started to get access to this side of myself. My marriage went from like, eh, to, oh my God. And my parenting skills got better. My friendships got better. My life got better in every way you could possibly imagine. And I could not understand that because you're right. It is a spiritual journey back into the body. It's a spiritual journey back into wholeness in a world that wants to divide women from they want to dissociate this world, wants us to dissociate our sexuality from ourselves. And so when you reclaim the side of yourself through your body, through movement, it's like you hear angels sing, it's uh, and this is 20, I'm going on 20 years of doing this movement. And it's still, it still keeps my marriage, you know, I've been with this guy 30 years. Uh, Richard Schiff from *The Good Doctor*. In case you, he's a wonderful actor. But it's yeah, it's this this marriage, this love affair, just keeps getting deeper and richer and more erotic and more turned on, and it's all because of that sweet little pole that I'm pointing at. I don't know if your listeners can see me, but I see um, it. I love it. I have my I have- I have my bedroom pole. I've got I've got five poles in the house. Um, because i to me, the pole is just a uh, something to hang on to to accentuate the gorgeousness and the beauty of a feminine body and movement, so I turned it into a class, and I taught other women, and yeah,
0: yes, I'll never forget. I went to you know one of the i I thought I was going just to work out, right? It was sort of a fad at the time and and I thought that I was going to get a good workout and from the first introductory class. I was like, okay, wow, this is (laughs) this is something much different than a workout, much more powerful. And like you said, I just it sort of grew the more I did it, the more I got to know myself. And it was really, it was almost like a reintroduction to myself, if that makes sense. Like, this is nice, nice to meet you. (laughs) Where have you been all this time?
1: Yeah, hey, hot, badass, gorgeous goddess. I didn't know you lived inside me. And the beautiful thing is, is that she lives in every single woman. Like I said, I've been teaching this 20 years and it's like every single woman who starts this movement has an extraordinarily profound awakening. I don't care if she's 80 or she's 18. I don't care what size, what shape, every single woman. And I'll tell you what, even anyone who identifies with a more feminine essence I don't care what your gender is, I don't care. You come into this practice of S-Factor, you come into virtual classes online, you come on your computer and you go into the privacy of your own room and you turn the camera off and you follow a teacher and her voice into the most private, most luscious, most pleasurable parts of your body. It's incredible.
0: Right, it's really incredible you know, I was looking for the, I'm always looking for the silver lining and I'm always looking for the deeper thing. And I really said to myself the other day, like even before this happened, I was thinking about us. And oftentimes I would, you know, turn my lights off, turn the music up. I don't, I don't have a pole anymore, but I would just move around the room. And I thought to myself, Oh, I wish there was, I wish there was a studio still. I would visit LA and I would say, Oh, I need to get into the studio. And when I saw that, you know, i I feel like spirit was there's so many blessings in this being at home and this is just one of them this is just one of them my return to this movement and that is so needed right now I feel like that femininity and that that there's just a bigger calling and I'm sure you can speak to that but there is something about and and I feel it online I was I was worried that I wouldn't feel it but I do still feel the community online and I love that that people that haven't even taken an S-Class can be introduced to it now. So I hope the virtual classes will stay. I really, really do. <laughs> I do too. I do too.
1: Let's just get every woman we know to, to every feminine creature we know to sign up for the virtual classes. They're $35. bucks. they are not expensive. I did a uh, kind of a, a master class on Saturday, this past Saturday with over 400 women from all over the world. We're talking Australia and Greece and Scotland and the Netherlands and I mean, everywhere in the world. And it was, it was incredible. I had, we were talking for the first 45 minutes and then we moved for an hour and there was just so much joy and play and sensuality and tears. And it was profound But that high, because what, what you're talking about is it's called an S factor high you get this high when you do this movement, because you're not just turning on your muscular endorphins, you're turning on your sensual and your sexual endorphins in this movement. So you're getting a triple endorphin buzz, especially given the time that we're in, in history, given this extraordinary global pandemic that we're all a part of and all in this, uh, it, it brings life and light and quality back into your life. You know, we don't all have to feel You know, desolate and isolated and miserable. We can actually, in uh, our our own separate spaces, we can connect virtually, connect via the internet, and connect into our own personal uh, emotional journey because it's a very emotional journey. Wouldn't you say? Mm Hmm.
0: Very. Yeah. Very. Very. Do you think people are scared? Because I remember when I first learned about it, and I want to. This is what happens: is you take a class, and then you tell everybody you know. you you have to try this, you have to try this, you have to try this. And some will say, yeah, I'd like to try it. And some will say, oh, I don't know if that's for me. And I personally think it's for everybody and everybody's experience is different. Um, But what do you think, what is that fear about? Like, what do you say to people that are afraid or think it's not for them?
1: Well, from the moment we, women, come out of the womb almost. From the time we're little babies, we're told no to a, per- a certain part of ourselves. We're told no to our bodies' natural curve. We're told no to our body's natural sensuality. We're told don't cry, don't feel, don't emote, don't show. Intuition is stupid. It doesn't work. Connection is too overrated. You talk too much. Everything that is inherently feminine has been kind of looked down upon or, or castigated in this certain global society that we live in. So when you say to a woman, and by the way, it is fear. It is absolutely fear. There's, and by the way, you don't have to have a pole to do it. You can just sit in your living room, your bedroom. You can sit on your bed and do this movement. But when you say to a woman, here is her, here's the key, the keys to your queendom, your body. Here's the keys. It's so simple my hands are open, the keys in it, reach up and take it. They're so terrified of what they're going to find in there. They've been told no all their lives that they now believe no. And women start to even take those no's and all the criticisms that come at us from the time we're little, and we start to self-criticize. So we become our worst fear. We start to tear our body our bodies apart we we tear ourselves apart because we will never be we will never we who live in the feminine body will never be the ideal masculine we just won't we don't have the attributes of masculinity and that is what our world values and so letting women know that that it's all okay to claim the birthright of their pleasure and their beauty and their body and their fun and their sexy, uh, it's still this forbidden area. But I'll tell you what, more and more women are saying, fuck it. Especially during this time, women are saying, you know what, life is short. This is scary. I don't want to wait around any longer for all the promises of what I'm going to get. I actually want to go looking into the greatest amusement park on the planet, which is my own body. Mm, I love that. Like you close your eyes and you start moving into your S factor, your curves, your sensuality, and the rest of the world just disappears. And you are in complete and utter ecstasy in movement. And you can do whatever movement your body calls for. You can follow the teacher and find the voice of your body. And when you find the voice of your body, you have found your own personal Yoda. You found your Oracle because it's like your higher self. Yes. hundred percent. you just, yeah, she's your, I call your body, your Oracle, um, because your body knows how to live this life better than you do. You think, you know, how to traverse your way through this world. But your body is like so much more in tune, so much more in rhythm with nature. Your body's more in rhythm with herself. She's more in rhythm with life. And our consciousness, our soul that's put in this body, our minds think that our body is here to serve it. When really the truth is, is that my mind is actually here to serve my life on this body and in this body on this planet. So making that switch is everything that S-factor is about. Does it have to do with releasing your erotic nature? Yeah, because that's the part of you that shut down. Because that's the part society wants to be quiet. So we've quieted our erotic nature. When you wake up your erotic nature and become whole, there's no stopping you. You're the most powerful force on the planet, period.
0: Period, yeah, I love that. And even before I knew that in my mind, I feel like S-Factor was such a gift because it didn't come outwardly say that, right? If you'd have said all that to me at that time, I'd have been like, whoa, that sounds like a lot. But it, the movement and the way that um, there's no lights in the classroom and there's no mirrors and you're not criticizing the movement, you're you're really just feeling it. It, it almost serves to shut your mind off because your body sort of takes over. It's hard. You know, if you haven't done it, it's hard to explain, but <laughs> I... <laughs> it really is. People, so people are listening, going like, what? And, and my friends will tease me because, you know, we'll go out dancing or whatever. And then they're like, oh, no, here comes the S, you know, here comes the S factor. Here comes the hip circles. And it is like a freaking siren song. People just stop. And they, you know, they just it's it's crazy. What what is that? Like, why is it so mesmerizing to watch someone in their power I, I guess that's what it is right you're just witnessing someone completely and unabashedly owning their their power
1: yeah well you're 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 witnessing someone you're 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 saying something so powerful so so true and so powerful because what you're doing, what you're talking about, let me, may may I break it down a little bit for your listeners? Please, when, please, please. When please, you go out yeah. dancing, you probably, uh, everybody's dancing on the beat and they're all being sexy and they're shaking everything, but it's really not that impactful. And what you do is you should probably slow down and you probably start doing big, huge, slow hip circles in the middle of the dance club. Everybody else is, you know, moving like really fast and you're moving really slow and sensually. And completely taking up more space than you've ever taken up. And you're taking up more time than everybody else.
0: And everybody stops and turns and stares at you. Is that what happens? That's what happens. Yeah. 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 And my friends go, oh, God, here comes the S factor. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hopefully they're going to imitate you because
1: we learn by osmosis. Yeah. But when a woman takes up space and most importantly takes up time, With her organic, authentic body voice, her sensuality, her emotion, her lust. There's, like I said before, it's riveting. It's so beautiful. It's like watching a swan flying. It's like watching poetry in motion. And I don't care how much dance you've seen, how many dance concerts you've gone to. If you haven't seen S-factor movement, you haven't seen Nirvana. In a vis like it's visual nirvana. It's just like I have the incredible opportunity of being able to sit in the dark room and teach, and so I get to watch a lot. And it is not only is it empowering to do it, but being in the same room and absorbing that—I don't want to call it estrogen energy because those without estrogen still have it—but it's it's like it's erotic energy without being um, without without trying to be erotic. It's just sensual energy, it's so powerful that I think it emboldens and gives energy and life force and light to everybody around. That's why they stop and stare. That's why they're like, here comes S factor because it is riveting. To me, it's the it factor. It's the thing that Marilyn Monroe had. It's it's that thing, you can't quite put your finger on it but you can feel it and you just go,
0: wow. That's bold.
1: Right. How many kids do you have now? How many kids do you have?
0: I have two. So I have a 10-year-old and I have an 8-year-old. Boy, girl? A boy and a girl. Uh, Anna is 10 and Max is 8. He actually, Max came in on my last podcast interview, so maybe he'll come in again. (laughs) It was like that CNN CNN video, you know, that went viral where the kids just come in. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I and I started it before that was before I had kids. And then, you know, I had kids and kind of I sort of tampered that that sexuality down for a few years. Um, And then when I came back to S, I feel like my we call it erotic creature. She was a little pissed. (laughs)
1: Oh, she was a
0: girl. (laughs) it happens. She's like, what about me? What about me? You forgot about me. So I, yeah, it's really, it's been a, it's been a journey back and I'm already thinking, where can I get a, where can I get a poll? But I've heard they were all sold out online because I guess I'm not the only one.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Isn't that funny? Yeah, but check out Expo. Expo should have some. I'm going to write that down.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. And so you're talking about the emotional iconic energy that's released. And so this is a deep, profound spiritual journey. It's a soul journey back into the body. And so what I do at the retreats and the events, because what you feel in class is a state of ecstasy. And so what happens is women are like, we want more. I want more. I want to go deeper. So they'll come to a retreat with me or an event with me. And I will teach them how to take that feeling of uh, nirvana out into your everyday life. How do I live it? How do I breathe it? And what has evolved, and I think maybe before you left, uh, evolved after you left S, is the erotic creatures and the 10 different erotic creature icons. And so when you say that she was pissed, I, what was?
0: I don't remember. I don't remember the ten different ones. I just remember them speaking of your erotic creature. And I, I sort of now with my journey continuing, think of that as a part of my higher self, or you know, like the part that's sort of leading, and the part that I made wrong or made dirty or made you know not okay, like that society told me wasn't okay. Right but I never got into the 10 different types. So I'm curious about that.
1: Well, they're so powerful because uh, the way the body works, you you know, I've done a lot of somatic work and study and the way the body is shaped, um, you come, it's part nature and it's part nurture. You come out with an essence, with a body essence, an emotional essence, and that emotional essence is mirrored in the shape of your body. For example, I'll give an example of an actor we all know who has an essence and I'm going to say his name and you're going to tell me what his essence is emotionally. Okay. Sean Penn.
0: Uh, I think like strong and like sexy, confident. I don't know. Is that what you're looking for? Yes. And um, do you remember he would get um, explosive
1: fights with paparazzi?
0: I don't remember that about him. He would punch
1: the paparazzi. He would smash their cameras on the floor. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So he has a kind of a gnarly, snarling, irritated energy. Okay. Okay. So he's a little irritated. Um, same thing. A Marlon Brando. I mean, I can say, let's, say, let's yeah, talk about. Okay, I
0: see that. So yeah, Marlon yeah. Brando, sm-
1: you know, steamy, smoky, pissed. Okay. What about the essence of Marilyn Monroe?
0: Um, Sensual.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
0: um, flirty, flowing, yep. um, bubbly, mm-hmm. bubbly, sultry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those eyes, big, huge open eyes, sweetness, mm-hmm. right? So sweet. Mm- yeah.
0: Very sweet. Yeah. Precious. Very
1: sweet. So the essence of Marilyn Monroe comes from the, sh- the muscular shape of her body and her face. And I call her, her body has a lot of innocence and sexuality So she has the erotic energy and body shape of an innocent teaser. Mm. Marlon Brando, Sean Penn, both have the body shape of a dangerous challenger. Got it. Okay. I see that. A young Angelina Jolie. Remember her with all that fierce... (sighs) Angelina Jolie, the feminine version of a dangerous challenger. Got it. Yeah. So your essence is something that, especially in your erotic nature, becomes dormant. And like, when you just told me that you woke her back up and she was pissed, that that is dangerous challenger energy. You know, you woke her back up and she's like, where the fuck have you been keeping me? Exactly. Because she was yeah. pissed off at you. And so that energy, that dangerous challenger energy came through your body and your sexuality and needed to be expressed. Because I'll tell you something about emotional energy in the body. Emotional energy in the body does not go away. It either gets expressed or it gets locked. It gets expressed or it gets frozen. So if you begin shutting down your eroticism very young because you've been told to keep your knees together, hunch your shoulders, don't wear that, stop being so provocative, we are shamed for our sexuality. We shut it down. And when you shut it down, you shut down all the emotional elements connected to your eroticism. So when you begin to wake it back up like you did, and she was pissed, it's because you probably locked down a lot of rage in your everyday life.
0: Oh, very interesting,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's probably because your eroticism is pretty fiery.
0: And your, does your EC, does the type, is it fluid? Does it change or are you something and then- Here's the thing. So that's a great question.
1: So let me just give you a really quick little rundown that um, the body experiences emotion that's not sentimental. It's not uh, cognitive, right? So your baby, you had babies. Do you remember the startle response? The ah, the baby yeah. would go like, yeah. ah. so that is a body shape of innocence. Surprise is the emotion. Surprise. So some of us, we get shaped in the surprise in our everyday or our erotic, depending on where that emotion is most connected to our bodies, right? So we have five light emotions and five dark emotions. And these are emotions that are biological tools of survival that the body needs. So we have the innocent teaser, the lustful lover, the blissful pleaser, the champion. Um, we have the joyful playmate. Those are the light emotional body shapes. And then we have the dangerous challenger, the naughty provocateur, the deep soulful siren, the ice queen, and the shy reluctant enigma. Those are the five dark erotic creature energies. You will find on this journey, if you take this journey deeply, you will find that your body and your eroticism has a natural shape that you're going to wake up because she's been dormant. And whatever that shape is, it's probably going to be one of those iconic energies But the more you move, the more clear you are about yourself, the more you allow emotional energy to move through your body, you will have that shape, but all of the other emotional energy will be able to move through that shape. So you might have the shape of a dangerous challenger, like mm, Sean Penn might be a dangerous challenger, but he can also experience great joy and playfulness and innocence through that shape of his body. Because the way that the musculature and the fascia, the way the body develops itself is it, it will take on emotional shapes. And those emotional shapes are how you experience life. So there are ways to flush out and clear all the shutdown emotional energy in your body. And that is through movement, sound, or breath. And these are the things we do in class, right? we move our bodies, we stretch into places that have been shut down, we stretch into crevices that we haven't moved before and you unlock all of this old stuff so that you can get to your truth, get to your true shape.
0: Right. Which is why I think a lot of times I would leave class and be like, that was better than therapy. Like legit. <laughs> I feel better than I do Yeah. when I yeah. walk out of my therapist's office. It's, it's like moving therapy with no word. You don't even have to talk. That's what I think I love about it is there's words can't touch it. It's beyond words. Yeah.
1: That was beautiful. What you
0: just said, words can't touch it.
1: You're absolutely right. Words can't touch it. And um, it is therapeutic, incredibly therapeutic, because, you know, so many attributes of the feminine are so different than the culture that we've that we've grown into, because it is a very masculinely developed culture. And it's a culture that's, you know, based on the values of masculine energy and cognitive, logical thinking is part of that, which is what therapy is, is rational. I'm going to talk about my issues. But the feminine is deeper than words. There are words that haven't been created that the feminine feels. And so when you're able to move your body and reach your arms up and reach your chest up and move to the fullest potential that you're capable of, you're saying stuff that there are no words for. Right. You're expressing things that are being witnessed by other students and teachers that are so profoundly moving and emotional and erotic and alive and sensual. You're right. Therapy can't touch S factor. Right. I think F-Satch is one of the greatest, deepest, most mysterious
0: secrets on the planet right now.
1: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is like the secret embodied.
0: And it it's like you can't, while, while you're moving through it and while it's happening, you're not judging it. You're, there's no room for for what is this, you know, sometimes in therapy, why, why am I still feeling this way? I thought I worked through that. I thought I'm I thought past that. There's no room for that. You're just... Yeah moving, flowing, feelings are coming and going. Yes. Emotions are here and there and you're not judging it, which is so beautiful because how rarely does that happen? Like never. Yeah. Never.
1: Yeah. And, and you're given the tools of relearning what is a natural language to the feminine body. Right.
0: Say that again. Can you say that again? You
1: are relearning what is a natural language to the feminine body.
0: Right. right. Uh,
1: any, any woman that has had a child that is a little girl, you will know exactly what I'm talking about because that little girl shakes her ass at the age of two. She shakes her little booty mm-hmm. and she shakes everything and and she dances and she moves and she's completely fluid and she's completely free and you're just in awe of it. And then somebody says, don't do that. Stop dance. Don't move like that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And all of those don'ts is what takes that perfectly beautiful little girl body that is so free and expressive and erotic and sexy, and it just shuts it down. And I understand why the culture, I did a TED talk a few years ago where I talk about this a lot, which is our culture in trying to protect the feminine body, inadvertently shut down the feminine body. So and you'll you'll you're gonna notice it with your daughter. You're gonna
0: see it. She's ten. She's right at that she's, she's at ten. Top. She's starting. Yeah. Yeah. She's start. I mean, I noticed her starting to become aware of sexuality in the way of she's she's on TikTok. Like that's the big thing now. And a lot of the girls wear the crop tops. Yeah. You know, you can see like their tummies. And she's like, Mom, they're wearing a you know, they're wearing a crop top. She's like, Maybe I'll get a you know, she's just she's starting to notice the differences. And yeah, thankfully I have the tools and I, you know, I'm going to try my best to, you know, not shame that part of her and not make that wrong. But I think I just, I remember being starting out my career. Um, I live in Chicago and I was working downtown and I got called into HR and they told me I was dressing too sexy. Oh my God. I was, I was wearing what everybody else was wearing. Wow. I was wearing a button-down shirt. I was wearing trousers. I was just sexy. <laughs> Do you know what wow. I mean? Like, Yes, of course I know what you mean. I wasn't dressing sexy. I was. I wanted to be like, I'm just sexy. And I don't know that that's wrong, but apparently it is. So I'll wear baggier shirts. You know what I mean? It's like things like that.
1: You know what? I know what you mean so deeply and so profoundly. And it makes me, it, put, it makes the hair on the back of my neck fat, It makes me dangerous challenger energy. It makes me pissed off. I am very pissed off at that kind of, that is who the fuck are you to tell me what I can and can't wear? I mean, it's, it's truly astounding to me how the feminine body, everybody on the planet feels like they have the right to tell us how we should dress, how we should move, how we should be in the world and curb our, our body's enthusiasm for life. Because believe it or not, as much as you're like giggling about it on some level, that was a profound offense to your body. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That caused shame probably in your shoulders. Mm, yeah. Probably in for your sure. hips. I mean- the feminine we thrive on being seen we yearn to be seen and to be witnessed right and when we're witnessed in a positive light it lights us up we're beautiful we're powerful we're gorgeous we're alive we're sexy but when we're seen in a negative light it, there's so we're, there's so much shame and and disgust with ourselves and our it just happens That it just gets, that's the kind of stuff that gets trapped in the body and shuts the body down. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's amazing is most, most women have no clue that there's more to them. They have no clue that they're shut down. Right. But yet they can look at other women and envy them or what's worse and what's more prevalent is they look at other women and judge them because other women might be freer and more beautiful and more enlivened and more radiant because they've unlocked themselves through this factor or other movement modalities.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I was just talking about this with someone. I feel like the people that are the most judgmental of other people are often the most judgmental of themselves. Oh, and yeah. it's it's... It's so true. It's so
1: true. It's so true. Very disappointing. You know what? It's, it's a fake paradigm. It's a, it's a man-made paradigm. Uh, this whole urban legend of women hating women. Women are tough on women when we, uh, when we buy into this man-made culture of, if you don't show yours, I won't show mine. And you won't steal my lover and I won't steal your lover. And my lover won't look at you. You know, it's this culture of scarcity. It's there's not enough. There's not enough life. There's not enough love. There's not enough gaze. There's not enough. So I'm going to hoard mine and I'm going to, I'm going to do what the culture said. I'm going to shut down my whole erotic being. I'm going to shut down my body and I'm going to go through life tight, tense, and brittle. And I'm going to be judgmental of everybody else
0: if they don't also
1: shut down see it everywhere. I see it everywhere. everywhere.
0: I'll tell you, it's not, it's in the classroom at S. It feels like a utopia of women supporting women. That's one thing I did notice. Even women that might be judgmental outside of class. Or yeah. it's, there's something about those walls that just make it okay. And it, I think it was really my first experience of women really lifting each other up and really being there for each other. I don't think I ever saw it maybe haven't seen it. Like, I mean, I think there's more awareness around it now, but it's really, that was really powerful for me was to just sort of be in that space of women cheering each other on.
1: Yeah.
0: For their yeah beauty
1: and their radiance, not being exactly. threatened by other women. You know, it's, that's a beautiful statement in my selfishness. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I love that. That is, that was what was happening at S factor, but it's also just a socially sad thing it's a socially sad thing that we have to go into the privacy of a studio of a dance studio for women to find unconditional camaraderie where we elevate each other where we can see that you how gorgeous you are how beautiful you are how free you are how attractive you are instead of being able to have that everywhere to me my greatest vision and my greatest joy is that every woman on the planet is touched by s-factor their own S factor. And that S is the shape of the curve of the body, right? The feminine body, when she's moving freely, unfettered, in complete flow, takes on the shape of an S, right? Her body undulates and moves so beautifully. And if every woman on the planet could have a taste of her own S factor, we would have a completely different planet. We would have a completely different experience and the world would be a much richer, more quality, filled place to live instead of all obsessed about quantity, quantity, hoarding scarcity. We would be an abundant culture of giving and love and freedom. And oh, my God, the feminine would rise to a place of power just equal to the masculine. So we'd have more of a partnership society that Rianne Eisler talks about in the book, The Chalice and the Blade. It would be a beautiful place. And so, yes, let's get every woman we know to come onto the virtual classes. Just take a virtual class. You can take it anywhere in the world now. Just get on the website.
0: Right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to encourage. I know people will sign up absolutely after this.
1: Yay. And, and by the way, I'm going to do another masterclass uh, in a couple of weeks and I want you to come on it oh, so you can feel I would it's love that girl. It's so cool. You're on zoom and there's just hundreds of women and you're just like looking and sharing and talking and chatting. And it's so magical.
0: Oh, I can't wait! I will love that. You Have to let me know. I'll I'll check the. I'm sure you'll put it on Instagram. Um, I, I have a friend that went that came on one of your retreats. Who, um, Joanne Minnen? Okay, and she was in. Um, I met her through. I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology in Santa Monica, and I met her there, and we connected immediately because we were like us sisters. We found out through the class and. So she's, she lives in England now, but she had come on one of your retreats, and I was texting her as soon as you agreed to do my podcast, and I was like, guess who's going to do my podcast?
1: Yay! <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Well, the retreats are another thing. The retreats are like, I mean, you really do feel like you just uh, you entered a world of just the most magnificent, loving, lush, delicious world where... You're just like in the womb of the feminine and everybody is like, just truthful, just authentic and fun and celebratory. It's so magical. The retreats are a deep dive into this, uh, this, this practice of movement, but it's also, uh, how do you take it out into your everyday life? So it's about finding clarity in the body, the mind, the heart, and the soul so you can live this yummy feeling and this incredible sisterhood in your everyday life.
0: Oh, so I love I'm that. Happy she I absolutely came. love that. Yeah. 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 Are you going to do more of those? I hope I, I hope am. So. I have, there's actually
1: one October 9th through the 12th this year, knock on wood. Ooh. If we're all, Where's that? if we're all, it's going to be in, uh, de- Palm Desert, oh, Palm desert, desert and at the, I think the Hyatt there and it's on the website and they are just off the charts really and they're just like juice you up for the rest of your life and it pulls you back out of your life so that when you come back into your life you just like catapult forward into whatever bliss and desire you want to call to you
0: mhm i'm sure people notice i think i i don't i don't remember specifically but i it's sort of like you said you kind of go back into your life after this sort of gets integrated, and people start to say, "Well, what's she doing?" Oh yeah, <laughs> what's, she, what's she? I want what's they can't really put their finger on it. You know, they're like, "What's going on there?" Did you what's Cut and they your want hair. that? They yeah want that. Yeah, yeah. They want that until you
1: tell them what it is, and then they
0: freeze. Right?
1: Yeah. I've been I've been in this twenty <laughs> yeah. years, and I have seen one woman after another freeze in fear run away in fear fight and flight and freeze right because they're in they're in a state of being attacked all their lives for their body all our lives all our lives i mean look at you look at you in a fucking button-down shirt and black pants probably an s-factor student you're too sexy you're dressed too sexy you're dressed too provocatively and you weren't dressed any different than anybody else right but you were attacked mm-hmm. you were fronted and all of our lives we have that and so our nervous systems are in fight flight or freeze and when you try and bring women forward into themselves they come into that that fight flight or freeze right so it's that is that is the big that's the big elephant in the room that we have to confront is how do we get women to move into that courageous place of self reclamation and As I said earlier, I think that the world we live in right now is actually asking women to step up into their courage, into their champion body, to come back and reclaim themselves. Because, you know, if the feminine doesn't reclaim herself, we are going to continue to allow this masculine culture to just keel us over into oblivion. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think
0: yeah, I think women feel when we're asked to step up or we're asked to, you know, we need to we need to be stronger, we need to we the, the women will rise. Often we try to do it in a masculine way. That's you know, right. often we try to step in, okay, this is this is what you do when you want power. You're you're strong and you're, you know, you you're forceful and the feminine works so differently than that. Like the feminine power is in the vulnerable and the in the flow and i think that women don't realize that sometimes i forget that and i know that you know yeah yes absolutely girl i mean look i i it,
1: we all we all do we all struggle look we're all inculcated into a very masculine culture that's what we we were told that what is a value is quantity dominance strength a fastness a logic rationality All of these things, linear thought, and everything that is not that is not valuable. Well, that is half of humanity. That's 51% of humanity are not naturally that. But we try and be that because that's what's valuable. And so then we get stuck over here in what I call the masculine campfire, going, 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 going. I got to make more money. Got to make more money. Got to make more of myself. I got to do this. All the while, there is another campfire that is the feminine campfire that is in the S-Factor studios, and it's now in the virtual S-Factor classes that is a completely different campfire of of culture based on the feminine geniuses, which I haven't talked to you about the five feminine geniuses, but the five feminine geniuses are the curve of movement, moving into the integrity of the female body that moves in a curving S-shape, you will curve your movement. Sensuality is the second genius. Curve of movement will lead you to sensuality of movement. That leads you to the third feminine genius, which is emotability. The feminine, our being, our body, our neurology, we have an incredible acuity of emotional ability. If we allow ourselves to go there, but because we've been living in this masculine campfire, we've been told that emotion's bad. All emotions are bad. Just be happy. Just smile, because that makes me feel good. But we've lost the emotability. And that, these three geniuses lead us to the fourth genius, which is connection and interdependence. The feminine is interdependent. As you can see in those S-factor classes, women are there to support women. This, you know, if you weave a basket, And you weave a basket and you interconnect and braid all of those uh, uh, pieces together. You have this beautiful interconnected whole basket. That's the feminine. She is that basket of gathering. Whereas the masculine is independent. So here we are, these interdependent, emotional, sensual, curvy creatures living over here in this linear, dominant This world that just doesn't, we don't, we're putting a square peg in a round hole. And the last genius, when you put all four of those geniuses together, you will untap and unlock the genius of intuition, which is the body of knowing. When you just know something and you know you know it, but then you live over here in this world that doesn't value intuition. They want logic, they want rationality. How do you know it? What's a fact? Well, I don't, I just feel it. Trust me, I feel it. Well, we don't trust the feminine intuition anymore. We don't trust uh, any of those geniuses. So when you decide to reclaim yourself as a feminine being, you will reclaim those five geniuses. And then you will see that who you are authentically, who you were meant to be, your birthright, needs her own culture. We need a culture that elevates all that we are, not denigrating it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I feel that so deeply.
1: Yeah. And that's what you feel in class. When you go, when you were in class, you would feel unconditional uh, trust. Women trusted you. They trusted your trust, intuition. Yep. They trusted your body. They trusted your sensuality.
0: They honored you. And then that, that would go out into every single one of those women's. It would Catapulted out into their lives, into their relationships, into oh, their yes. into their office, and it's almost like touching every single part of their lives, and then touching those people that are involved in that, and it just sort of grows, grows, it, it grows, girl. <laughs> I just, I'm moving my hands like it yeah, g- it grows, <laughs> it grows, yeah.
1: It cascades. It, I it, love it. It, it, it does you know cascade. What? It, it's like a ripple. It ripples out, and so to all your women listeners. Come try a virtual class. Come try. Oh, you know what? I also have a digital course that's coming up April 22nd. And the digital course is called Woman Ignited Feminine Fire. And that is with me. And I will be taking you through um, four weeks of diving into reclaiming your erotic being, your erotic body. So there's movement, there's journaling, there's uncovering things. So, do the virtual classes and do the woman ignited feminine fire. Get your badass on again.
0: I will do i am I am in I am in um it I have been saying for years and years and years and years, every year I come up with intentions and I lay out, you know, what I want to cultivate. and and it always ends up being external always because those are the things I gravitate towards, and those are the things that I can, you know, start a podcast, grow my Instagram, you know, all these things. and, Connecting back with my EC and connecting back with my sexuality has always been on the list, but it's always just moved down to the bottom, and I feel like this is such a gift, and I don't think I'm the only one. You know, it could be meditation practice, and now we're just like, the universe is kind of like, okay, here you go. Uh, you get to stay at home, and the, all the things that you're used to and you're comfortable with are going to be taken away from you, and... Uh, no more ditching your, you know, meditation for your lunch plans that you might think you need. Um, so I just it's it's uh, it's been a a little bit of a hard pill to swallow, but <laughs> I'm trying to make the best of it. I think just like everybody is. And this this return to S-Factor has been one of one of the greatest gifts. So I just thank you so, so much You're for, so welcome. for being here and for taking the time out and um. Yeah, I just you're such a beautiful being and soul. And I'm so happy to have you here. You just you radiate. You guys can't see her, but she she radiates even on Zoom or Zoom. (laughs) Thank you, doll. Yes. I just have one last question for you, because I ask um, every podcast guest at the end. It's the Dope Ass Podcast. How do you live your dope ass life? Whatever that means to you.
1: Oh, that's good. How do I live my dope ass life? I live my dope ass life in truth. What I call naked truth and naked truth is my S factor. It means that I am a feminine creature living in a masculine world and I have to fight tooth and nail or cultivate tooth and nail my truth as a feminine being on the planet. And that brings me and my family and everyone around me, because I believe the feminine is the cup that runneth over. I believe that every feminine creature, her number one duty on the planet is not to be a mother or a lover or a, a professional. Every feminine creature's number one job on the planet is to fill herself the fuck up first so that she is so abundant and she is so radiant and she's so overflowing that all of that is what feeds humanity feminine radiant overflowing energy feeds humanity and makes the quality of our life a thousand times better than it is now
0: that's my dope ass life oh i love that that's so perfect oh that is that's that's perfect thank you thank you thank you thank you you're so welcome thank you sheila i'll see you online somewhere i will be there i'm gonna take a class either tonight or tomorrow i will be there amazing yay thank you This podcast was produced by Dante32.